Hi, I'm Wendy Bright Fallon. And I'm Debbie Peterson. You're listening to Nourish Noshes, stories about real people, real food, and real life. We're integrative health counselors on a quest to make the world a healthier place. So glad you've joined us. So, how old do you want to be when you die? <laughs> I picture myself living to be probably about 115, maybe 120. Mm, those are some big numbers. I know. <laughs> so we're going to talk about why in a second, but I love this question. We ask our clients this on the health history, and yeah. it brings up a lot of stuff for people. Definitely. It's interesting to hear the answers yeah. and how they got to that answer. Yeah, so we're going to explore that on this episode of Nourish Noshes. Hi, my name is Wendy. And I'm Debbie. We're so glad you're here listening to us. And you're you're curious about longevity, too, yeah. or else you probably wouldn't have clicked on this podcast. I We encourage you to ask yourself that question. Yeah. And what does it mean to live that long? Because I certainly want to live that long feeling good. And that's the point, right? right. And And this is why we ask people, because every decision we make today is going to help us live a really fulfilling life until okay. those end days. Yep. And uh, we want to go out, you know, kicking. That's right. Literally. Yeah. <laughs> well, and this is a story I always tell my clients, especially when we get to that question on the health history, about my son's pet mouse that he had when he was a little kid. And this little pet mouse, you know, we, you go to the pet store and on the cage it says whatever kind of mouse it is, how long they live, two years. And I thought, okay, I can deal with a pet mouse in my house for two years. But two and a half years later, this mouse was still alive, and it would be on its wheel every night. I would go to sleep hearing that wheel every night. And it was funny because I remember almost, it might have been the night before, maybe it was the week before, when I went into my son's room and I said, this mouse is like two and a half years old. Isn't that great? Must be all the lettuce we're feeding him. <laughs> <laughs> and soon after that, I went in to her the, the, night, the night before it's going to go, and the next day I walked in, he was dead. And it was the night before on his wheel, the next day he was dead. It probably fell asleep and went and just died. But that's how I want to go. I want to be on my wheel. That's, <laughs> that's right. And Literally. Yes. <laughs> and not a wheelchair. No, not a wheelchair. Bike. That's right. And keep going. So, And that's normal. That's normal. You know? yeah. yeah. And with our faculties, you know, with our head and our body all alive and connected and being able to talk to the future generations of why... We're healthy at right. this long, long age, old, yeah. old age. So there's pockets of people around the world that have lived long, healthy lives. Yeah, and it's been studied by many people. One of the most famous books that came out about it is called The Blue Zones, Dan Buettner, and it was a National Geographic-supported research. And it's just fascinating. And one of the number one things that they said uh, collectively about all of these places around the world with most astute centenarians was the community was one of the number ones, the connection with people, right. with other people. Yeah, because they were from all different parts of the world. So they weren't eating the same thing or, or having the same kind of lifestyle or activity. So there was nothing really that connected them except for this really, really strong sense of community, family, connectedness with other people. So and that's our fifth pillar. So as an introvert, or, you know, strong introvert, part of me is, you know, rebels about this idea. But usually, you know, when I get around a set of people that are like-minded and, you know, a lot of joy comes from being around people that I like. And so 
like you, I've chosen to increase some activity or be very specific about who I'm hanging out with and right. who maybe I don't hang out with anymore. Maybe it's who I follow on Facebook or don't follow on Facebook and how how we're connecting in the community with with people who have some of the same values. Right. Yeah, and it's making sure you have connections with the people you care about. So it's maybe it's instead of letting it go, you're actually picking up the phone and calling a long distance friend more, you know, once a week or once a month. You know, it's 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 reestablishing connections that you do enjoy because they're important and you shouldn't let time or distance separate you. How about those college roommates? Yes. Right? <laughs> right. My gosh, I just teared up. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's time for me to call some I of think my so. roommates. I think so. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So connectedness is one of the biggest ideas of how we extend our life longer. It's beyond an emotional level. It becomes a physical benefit as well. So, But that's not the only thing that keeps us going. Because there are plenty of people who have, have a very abundant social life with their friends, family, people they love, but are not doing other things, and so their lives might be cut short because perhaps they're not eating well, or they're not moving, or they're not asleep, right? Or maybe their outside-of-work connections are wonderful and feeding them with lots of goodness, but their work connection is really dragging them down and has so much stress that it's just hard to manage. Yeah. So, I mean, that's part of our, our whole philosophy. Our five pillars is about longevity when it comes down to it. Yeah. Yeah. So... Um, So let's touch on our first one, nutrition. We touched on our last one. Let's go back to the beginning. So we're finding that, of course, everybody knows a plant-based diet is the best way to go. Yeah. Yeah. The more vegetables we get in our diet, the better we are overall. It cleans our system better. All those, you know, it feeds our... It's just hands down, eat more vegetables. Right. Nobody's going to argue with that. No. No. (laughs) But here's where the arguments come in is yeah. that we're finding research that says that a high-protein diet is not so good for longevity. And they're finding that in studies with people as well as with animal studies. So especially with this trend of the paleo diet. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And so the research is showing that most cultures, these cultures that have been studied, they they might have animal products, mm-hmm. but it's not a 16-ounce steak right? You know, for dinner. It's not the same frequency, and it's not the same quantity, and it's a better quality. Mm-hmm. So this is, you know, part of our basic nutritional 101 is the quality and the quantity count. It's not counting calories. It's really about nutritional density and what's in the food. So it's that big, huge, beautiful rainbow salad with topped off with your favorite protein source. And it could be legumes or it could be animal, but it's topped off with that. It's not the centerpiece. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and here's the point too, that we were discussing earlier is that the paleo diet was designed to kind of mimic how we used to eat and live as um, hunter gatherers. But yeah, <laughs> we aren't hunting our food no. or gathering our food. We're driving through and picking up our food um, in the cars right. where we're sitting all day. You know, so the paleo idea doesn't marry the paleo movement. I mean, a lot of CrossFit gyms or, you know, that's where that marriage probably came into being is CrossFit and paleo lifestyle. But that argued, you know, the paleo 
folks would walk and travel miles and miles. Right. And you can't do that in a half hour workout. Exactly. And we're not poo-pooing any one thing. Nope. For those of you who've listened to us for a while, we meet people wherever they are. And if paleo is working for you really well right now, continue that. But how do you transcend? How does how is that still working for you? If you've been doing it for years, some people need to shift up their plans. Right. You need to reevaluate every once in a while. Yeah, and that's what we do. That's what we help people with. Exactly. Okay, so so our next pillar, which is sleep, and we of course have podcasts on all of our pillars. And so if you want to get into depth about what sleep need you need. That we did a lot of research on that one and that's really a fun one. I, yeah. I'm I'm a big one for maps. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Especially after reading some of that and, and understanding. Right. And I know I upped my sleep. I made sure I'm getting about eight hours of sleep. I I was getting seven. Because I feel rested at seven. But I feel even better at eight, so I've been really trying to get eight hours of sleep. Yeah, me too. And I, the other thing that I'm doing with the sleep is really trying to get offline yes. with screen time of any kind a couple of hours before I go to sleep. And that's a challenge when you're running your own business, but um, I feel better when I do it yep. on many levels. Yep. And you won't live as long if you consistently don't get enough sleep. You, Your body needs that time to restore. Right. So go and listen to that podcast. Yeah. You'll hear all sure. about that. <laughs> And the next one is, uh, next pillar is movement. And our bodies were just, we were born to move. I mean, going back to our ancestors, I mean, we moved around a lot more than we do today. And so taking breaks throughout the day, setting your alarm for, you know, every 90 minutes, Mm -hmm. you know, do some squats, do some planks, do some sit-ups, do some jumping jacks, you know, move around, walk the halls. Um, Yeah, just move. And that also was a common factor with all the people in the blue zones. They all lived an active lifestyle, and it may have looked different from one place to another, but they were all active, and they did not lead, seden- lead sedentary lives or, or, you know, or t- have excess weight on them that inhibited them from moving. So, yeah. And then our next one is mindset, mm-hmm. and the whole idea of reducing the amount of stress that we get. So a little bit of stress actually can be good for us, right? but a lot of it in the wrong way. Quality, quantity, consistency, right? Consistency, right? right? <laughs> of course, it is stress, but it's also how how you perceive your life and yourself. You know, yeah. we talk about being kind to ourselves, being mm-hmm. forgiving, um, not carrying around anger, not carrying around negativity. You know, it's yeah. so important that that helps you move on. And there's plenty of studies about that and longevity and how people who have lived very long seem to have more of a positive outlook on life. Yeah. And... I think the other thing about that mindset is the, you know, upgrading our language mm-hmm. is another thing that you and I talk with clients a lot about is, you know, the taking the shoulds out of our life mm-hmm. because should is very demanding and oppressive and takes away the power that That's you right. own inside and really, yeah, uncovering some, what, what do you need and being able to name it right. using, using our language more instead of that competitive monkey mind jabber jibber jabber exactly (laughs) and the idea of should what you were just talking about is also not living in the now you know when we live in the should life it's things we should have done or things we should be doing it's in the past or in the future and really all we have is right here right now and it's lovely right here bingo (laughs) (laughs) and sometimes it's not i have to say that sometimes the right now is not lovely but Mm -hmm. if you can find the lesson in that moment and grow from it. That's the idea. Yeah. Because 
yes, not everybody has happy lives all the time. And some people have very unhappy lives a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. But again, it's about perception. And mm -hmm. it's about how do you look at that and how do you grow and move beyond the parts that aren't so happy. Yeah, and this is where we really encourage you to connect with someone and ha have have an opportunity to be in a, a trusted relationship with someone to be able to process these things for you. And that could be us or it could be, you know, many other life coaches and therapists and that sort of thing. That's right. A lot of folks out there looking to help upgrade our right. mindset. Which touches on our last pillar again, which is where we started. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so... Um, so yeah, so these are, these are what you need to do to live long lives, you know, and if you need help coaching and doing that, motivating to get your life in that order so that you can live to 115, 120. Yeah. And of course, genes, you know, have a little to do with that too. <laughs> genes do have something to do with that, but we pull the trigger, you know, we either turn those genes on or turn those genes off That's by right. our lifestyle. We have a lot more control, should I say? in that yeah we have I a lot so. more control over that then we tend to i'll just call it out like it is we tend to be a little bit lazy my parents or my grandparents blah, 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 had this that and the other i'm gonna have it too right so we continue to do this that and the other like right. our grandparents do and shortchange us and the rest of the family. yeah turn it around say my parents grandparents had that and i'm not gonna have it <laughs> i love that yeah. yeah it's kind of like our window into the future right yeah our heritage that's right so how do we upgrade that Exactly. So here's to your health and longevity. Thanks for listening. And if this struck a chord for you and you want to learn more, feel free to reach out to us at nourishcoaches.com and share the podcast with your friends and loved ones and see, have a conversation. That's right. Maybe share it with them and then say, let's go out for a cup of tea or a walk by the water and have a conversation about this longevity thing. That's right. And please rate and review us on whatever platform you're listening to us on because that will encourage more listeners. Thanks for listening. I'm Wendy Bright Fallon. And I'm Debbie Peterson. Join us next time for more of Nourish Noshes. Continue the conversation about real people, real food, and real results on our Facebook page, Nourish Cookbook. Be well. Mm -hmm.